Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to Inside Arsenal. It is Sunday, the day has finally arrived. It is match day at the Emirates a little bit later on. Arsenal versus Liverpool. It does not get much bigger than what we are going to see play out today in North London. Huge game for both teams. Of course, Liverpool sitting top of the Premier League, five points clear of Arsenal. Could go eight points clear with a win. Arsenal much desperately, sorry, need a victory to claw back that lead that Liverpool have on them can move within two points of Jurgen Klopp's league leaders with a victory later on today. Huge game. I'm heading up there in a couple of hours. Got that usual sort of feeling of excitement, stroke, nervousness that you get before a big game. And it really is a big game, this one, for both teams. So we're going to have a little bit of a look at it in today's show. Going to be quite a short show. Um, I'll try and do a video after the game today from outside the Emirates, doing my player ratings, match reaction type video so keep your eyes peeled for that a little bit later on today um and yeah it's, it's difficult to really put it into other, any other words isn't it in terms of how big this one is for arsenal given the lead that liverpool have um you just feel like they need a need a win if they go eight points behind today and not just eight points behind yeah um liverpool but you know six points behind manchester city it just feels like a big big gap to make up on two quality teams like that, especially when you have to go to the Etihad still as well. So much, absolutely crucial for Arsenal to get three points today. It really, really is. Um, Mikel Arteta's got some quite big decisions to make in terms of the starting eleven. Who is it going to be? Obviously, in midfield, it's going to be probably the biggest decision he's got to make in terms of what he does. Emil Smith-Rowe started in that game against Nottingham Forest in midweek. Pleasant surprise that was to see Smith-Rowe get a start. I thought he played well, got 70 minutes in his bank. Um, and yeah, did very, very little wrong. I thought in the first half when there was so little space, I thought he was looking the most likely of anyone to potentially open up Nottingham Forest. His movement was good. He was hungry. He was moving all around the pitch. He was linking up. You know, he didn't look um, 
it didn't look like he hadn't played for a long, long time or started for a long, long time. You know, the connection were there with, with the players. And that was really, really good to see. And you know me, I mean, I'm a massive Elspeth Rose fan. I want him starting more games than he does. I do feel, though, in this game, that Jorginho is probably the better option. It won't surprise me if I turn up later on today and I see Jorginho in the midfield with Declan Rice. We saw the two of them play as a pair, pretty much, in the FA Cup game not so long ago against Liverpool at the Emirates. And it worked really, really well. Jurgen Klopp admitted it worked really well. You know, and Arsenal should have won that game. Should have won it comfortably, but they didn't take their chances. So Mikel's got to decide whether he does the same thing if he goes with Jorginho and Declan Rice and plays more of a sort of 4-2-3-1 formation like we saw in the FA Cup or whether he sticks with the more attacking option, maybe, of Smith-Rowe in that left-eight role. There's Kai Havertz as well, of course, who can also play in that left-eight role, could come back into the side. So Mikel's got to decide about that. I mean, elsewhere you're looking at it and people will be looking at Zinchenko because of um, what are perceived to be errors. Um, and well, no, what have been errors um, from Zinchenko? There's no Mo Salah, of course, who gave him a difficult time in the game at Anfield not so long ago. Um, but Liverpool still got plenty of good attackers who can give him problems as well. I do think Zinchenko plays it. The only other option really is to play Jakub Kivior out at left back, um, which I just don't really see happening. He did play in the FA Cup game and played pretty well uh, in that FA Cup game, played more as a natural left back rather than playing in an inverted role because he had the midfield pairing of Jorginho and Rice playing. Um, like he did. So it is an option. I just think you go with Zinchenko, though. I, I think you want to try and you don't want to just think about Liverpool in this game. I think you want to work about how you want to play and how you're going to win the game. And I think Zinchenko and what he offers um, will be probably will sway Mikel Arteta's thinking when it comes to his team selection um, for this one. So I'd be very, very surprised if this isn't the starting eleven that we see today. Well, no, I don't want to say I'd be very, very surprised if it's not, because I wouldn't be very surprised. But this is what I think he will probably go for. Uh, so if you're watching on YouTube, you can see what I'm talking about, the, the 11 I put out. See, I've put it in this 4-2-3-1 formation. So moving away from the 4-3-3 that we've seen, you know, most times this season. I think he might look at how Arsenal performed in the FA Cup game against Liverpool and think, you know, I'm going to do something similar. The only thing, again, from this is, and we've seen it with Arteta, does he want to, you know, is he? would he be expecting Jurgen Klopp to be thinking this is what he's going to do? And if he, if he, Klopp is thinking that, would Arteta try and throw a little bit of a curveball in to try and surprise Liverpool again? So, you know, you never know. But I, I've gone with Ryan goal, then the back four of, obviously, Ben White, Saliba, Gabriel and Zinchenko. Then I'm going with Rice and Jorginho playing as a more natural pairing in front of that back four and then with Odegaard playing more as a number 10 than uh, one of the two number eight. So four, two, three, one. And then I'm going with Saka, Martinelli and Jesus. I mean, Trossard could potentially play. Played the last home game, started the last game and played pretty well. Martinelli, I, he came back into the starting 11 against Nottingham Forest and wasn't, you know, it wasn't his best performance by any means. But I feel this game, the way Liverpool play with their fullbacks, the space that Arsenal could potentially have down the flanks, I think it's a game for Martinelli on the left rather than Trossard. I think you want to tr attack those open spaces that you might have, whether it's going to be Conor Bradley, who we know likes to get forward, or Trent Alexander, who absolutely likes to get forward. Either one of those two plays, you think there's going to be quite a bit of space potentially for Martinelli to look to get in behind, especially on transition if Arsenal win the ball back high, which they did so well in that FA Cup game. So I think he probably goes with Martinelli, Jesus and Saka. Um, as the forward line. But um, but yeah, it will be, it'll certainly going to be very, very interesting. 
um, to see. And I'm very much looking forward to it. Before I get on to some of your comments and questions, um, just the news there on Tommy Asu. Obviously, if you haven't seen it yet, Japan are out at the Asian Cup. They lost yesterday um, to Iran. Last minute well, injury time penalty winner for Iran. So Tommy Asu is now on his way back. Uh, Moral Kid 001 here has got in touch. Said, let's get Tommy back. ASAP, Japan are out. Private Jet Mikel. Uh, not going to happen, unfortunately, of course. He's not going to be playing today. Um, they lost yesterday. I don't think you, even with the most super fit player with no injury record, you would take a risk of flying him back within, you know, as soon as they go out, flying him back across the world on a private jet and then playing him in a game like Liverpool 24 hours later. It's just not going to happen. So he's not going to be involved today. But the good thing is, you know, you expect as long as he comes back fine and he played the full game yesterday, so there's no injury issues with Tommy Asu that he'll be back available for the West Ham game next week and then available for the Champions League, which is going to be a big, big boost for Arsenal. Disappointment for Tommy Asu, obviously, blow for him. And Japan, they would have been hoping to really go on and win that tournament. But for Arsenal, they'll be delighted to have Tommy Asu back and it gives Mikel another option. Just unfortunately, it's just a little bit too late for today's game because there's no doubt in my mind if Tommy Asu's fit and he's available and he's here, then he starts at left-back today rather than Zinchenko. So, um, so yeah, Tommy Asu on his way back. Uh, Devan, uh, Devan Jan, I think that is, says, hello, Charles from India. Hello. Thanks for getting in touch. Hope you're enjoying the cricket at the moment. Looks like your boys are on the way to levelling the series to making it 1-1, although Jimmy Anderson's been on, on form today. Ben Stokes, what a catch that was today as well. Um, but yeah, looking like India are going to level the series, which is uh, no great surprise. I sort of made my peace with defeat as soon as I flicked on on that first morning and saw India had won the toss and were batting first. Um, listening to the daily content has become an Arsenal routine. That's great to hear. Thank you very much. Uh, he said, quite nervous about today's must-win game. Hope Martinelli isn't wasteful like he has been this season. Jorginho Rice must start in the midfield. I'm going for a 3-1 win or I take that all day long. A nice 3-1 win. And yes, I agree. Jorginho Rice, it just feels like a game for those two today, I have to say, and Martinelli, yeah, well, not just Martinelli, everyone, no one can be wasteful. We saw what happened in the FA Cup game, didn't we? You know, Arsenal played very, very well in that game. They dominated Liverpool for 60, 70 minutes, but they didn't take their chances. And when you do that against a team like Liverpool, you're always going to get punished because they have so much quality. They score so many goals from so many different players. You know, if one of them doesn't get you, another one will. And so you just have to be ruthless in this type of game. When a chance arises, especially a decent chance, you have to take it. You can't be missing the chances Arsenal missed against Liverpool in the FA Cup. So I don't think it's just down to Martinelli. It's down to everyone. Odegaard, Jesus, um, Saka, Martinelli, whoever gets a chance from a set piece. You know, Saliba, Gabriel. Gabriel missed a big chance, didn't he, in the FA Cup game to make it 1-1 when he put one over. Oh, well, no, he decided not to shoot, didn't he? Or he ducked out of it and Saka, I think, put it over. But anyone, you know, any chance, you just got to take it. It's so, so crucial. If Arsenal got going to win this game, they've got to be ruthless in the penalty area. They've got to be much, much better in both boxes than they were last time out against Liverpool. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Um, okay, let's move on now. Some of these, I, I'm going to draw a line under this youth debate at the moment because it's actually just going on and on at the moment and it, it could just carry on. But I, there were so many of you again getting involved that I wanted to at least discuss it a little bit again today. Uh, here's one from Jasper at the top. I've put some of these together to, to go over them. So Jasper at the top said, Charles, with all honesty, I think you're not objective when you're analysing Arteta when bringing up youngsters. Emery gave Saka his chance. Don't link Arteta in any way to our academy. They're not good enough to be, he should sell them to raise money for Osman. Cozy Dubri Waters, Wanieri Patino. Uh, there's another one from an unnamed player. So it's not unusual for me to disagree with you or Arteta about the academy. Has some really sensible choices to bring through. Lewis Skelly was obviously nearly there in preseason. Wanieri too. We need to accept a few hairy moments in the short burst, but that will give them. Um, we give them in games where there is an apt cushion. Uh, Tijan says the argument of not enough quality to change Arsenal has played out. You don't need to produce a world beater every time. The difference between selling a youth prospect for two million and forty million is that prospect gets minutes off the on the pitch. In the era when Arsenal struggled to sell players, we sold academy players like Willock and Balogun that were in no way world beaters for multiple millions because the managers thought to give them a chance. If Arteta was manager when Saka was on the rise, he'd been sent on loan to a Scottish league, then sold for two million. Someone in Dutch. League. I mean that's just rubbish. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm glad, thank you for getting in touch, but. That's just not true. When Saka was on the right, Saka had started four Premier League games before Mikel Arteta arrived at Arsenal. Saka is a world-class player because of Mikel Arteta. He didn't give him his debut, but he is a world-class player now, one of the best players in the world because of the coaching and because of Mikel Arteta. He'd started four Premier League games before Arteta was appointed. So it just, you know, when Jasper at the top says Emery gave Saka his chance, he gave him his debut, but Arteta is the man who is, who is, turned him and coached him into this generational world-class talent that we see before us now you know <laughs> fair play to Emery for him his debut absolutely but if Arteta was here then he would have given Bukayo Saka his debut because everyone at Arsenal knew that Saka was an absolute star in the making and could see that but he needed to be coached in the right way to become the the man he is now the player that he is now and Mikel Arteta has done that so when you say don't link Arteta, don't link Arteta in any way to our academy it's just not right Jasper it's not you know, this this team has been built around young players. Not all of them are from the academy, obviously, but they're young players. And they are the team now who are challenging for Premier League titles and back in the Champions League because of what the coaching Arteta and his coaching staff have given them. So it's just not true in any way to try and just say he doesn't deserve any credit because he wasn't the person who gave them the debut. It's just genuinely not. It is not true. And it's not about me not being objective when analysing Arteta. When Arteta does things wrong, I say he does things wrong. I said freely admitted earlier on in the season in the PSV game after that it was a massive wasted opportunity he should have given a, some of the youngsters some minutes in that game but I'm not saying he should have given them those minutes because they would have suddenly turned into stars because I don't think they would have done right now I don't think Raul Walters is going to be a, a world beating player but he still it would have been nice to see him get some minutes in that game especially over someone like Cedric it was just a baffling decision from Arteta and felt like a wasted opportunity but that's not because I think Walters is going to turn into a superstar it's just because I think you need to give him some minutes but to say you know, don't link Arteta in any way to the academy. It's just, it's just madness in my view. I don't understand that argument. You know, Eddie Nketiah now is an England international. Yes, he'd been given his debut by I think Wenger and Emery, given a few few um, opportunities as well. But Arteta has shaped him into the player that we now see before him. Same with Emil Smith Rowe, and especially the same with Bukayo Saka, who'd made four Premier League stars before Arteta was appointed. Um, so, yeah, I just don't agree with any of these. I think when you say I'm not being objective, I don't think that's true. I'm trying to look at it from all angles, from both sides. I think some other play people, potentially yourselves here, are so have got this opinion of Arteta and youth thing and getting so caught up in this argument that it just, if there's no, if there's a lack of objectivity here, I think it's kind of on your side <laughs> because you're not looking at it from all angles. So, um, 
I, I get it. Look, we're all going to disagree about things. It's football. Everyone has their opinions on things. I get it. But I think I don't think it's true that you can just say that Arteta is not being linked to the academy and that he would have sold Saka for two million. It's just, it's just not right. It's just not correct. Uh, I've got to say it. Um, here's one from Gent next door. So, Charles, you have too much company man energy sometimes. Uh, the way you defend Arteta's non- Arsenal's nonsense is ridiculous. There are young players at Arsenal who are no worse than the likes of Havertz on any Nketiah or at least deserve minutes. I mean, I just don't, again, you talk about Havertz, he's a Champions League winner. He scored a winning goal in a Champions League final. He's a German international. He hasn't been brilliant since he come to Arsenal, but he's done some decent things. And he, he is a world, he is a Champions League winner. And um, a fully-fledged German international say so it's just not right what you're saying. It's really not. And Wayne here says, fair enough about the academy, but it's obvious that Arteta does not know how to breed confidence in his bench when he brings players on with five minutes to go. Again, he could have used matches better to give players minutes, but I don't think any team in the Premier League has scored more goals from substitutes. I don't think any substitutions have led to more goals than with Arsenal this season. So it's not like he's not getting his substitutions right. He's making game-changing substitutions who are coming on and impacting matches more than any other manager in the Premier League this season. And the stats back it out. So it's just not an argument I agree with, I have to say. But anyway, thank you very much for getting in touch. And look, for everyone now, I just hope you go, you enjoy the game today. If you're there, be loud. Arteta's called for it. He needs a positive atmosphere. The team need a big atmosphere. If you're there today, if you bump into me, if you see me, come and say hello. I'll be there before the game. Um, and yeah, looking forward to it. Can't wait. Really looking forward to a brilliant match. Hopefully you have a brilliant atmosphere. And if you're watching or listening anywhere else around the world, hope you enjoy it. Hope you're not. it's not too nerve-wracking to watch from behind the sofa. And uh, yeah, as I said, I'll try and do a video after the game to uh, react to what should hopefully be a very, very nice win. Until then, everyone, have a very good day. I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.